0: My first rifle was a .243 That Papa gave Daddy and Daddy gave to me And they taught me how to shoot with a steady hand
1: I guess that's something you don't understand back for another episode of all american wing shooting podcast and we have my dear friend claire with sci i'm so excited that we get to catch up since convention we get to talk about women go hunting and all the things around that yeah
0: hey anna thanks so much for having me um it was an awesome time in nashville got to see you and all the the whole gang and party it up and have some really great events so excited to break it all down with you
1: I know. So we've talked a couple of times and I'm like, dang it, we've got to hit record next time we have this conversation. But I did get on a soapbox before we hit record and we're going to get to that because I just think that it's fair if, if people are going to preach one side and I have a completely different opinion, I think that the other side needs to be heard too. So in talking about that, I was sitting in carpool today, waiting to pick up Taterbug at school. And I was listening to Sydney and Ryan's podcast at convention. Which I never got to meet Sydney Wells, but she's cues a button with Barstool, and Barstool had the best party. Like, we had so much fun at the Barstool <laughs> party. Um, I don't remember where it was. Where was it? Tin Roof. Oh yeah, the- oh, yeah. 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 It was at Tin Roof. Um, if you don't remember, to that's keep a good up idea. with all the locations when we were at like three a, a day. Um, and then I don't know if she made it to the ladies' breakfast that morning, uh, which is something that we have to talk about the whole. Idea of women go hunting, where that came from, how coming to the south was the perfect time to showcase women in the outdoors with SCI because there's a lot of us down here.
0: Yep, absolutely. And that's why we picked Nashville in the first place was you know, Vegas and Reno are fun, but it's hard to get to. And so if you pick a spot that's surrounded by millions of hunters, way more than anywhere else in the country you know, they'll come and they'll see what we're all about. And what we're about is being first for hunters and that year or this year that focused on women, but, you know, we're about everyone and all species everywhere. So I'm so glad you had a good time. I mean, I certainly had I'm a- always have a good time. <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> but, so I remember Laird saying something and I might have the percentages off, but we hunted together at Prairie Wildlife, like a few, maybe three weeks before convention. Yeah. And he was saying that Nashville was a central location where 60% or maybe higher of licensed hunters were within an eight hour drive.
0: Yeah. It's something like that. Um, focus is just, if you see an ad for SCI convention, you can drive that day and get there. So that's how yeah. they get
1: behind it. Which yeah. It real, that was awesome. And I did notice probably, I don't know, I want to say three times as many females walking around in Nashville than I did in Vegas last year.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yep, absolutely. Well, should we get into the mix and mingle? Okay, (laughs) yeah, we can. We can. I want to go back to Sydney and Ryan's um, podcast though because it was funny because they took over the First for Hunters podcast. So if Mm -hmm. you haven't followed or subscribed to First for Hunters podcast, Ben does such an incredible job. He talks about policy issues, um, advocacy issues, and then also like some of the ambassadors and just really big influencers within the hunting industry worldwide are going to be on that podcast. So it's definitely something you don't want to miss. And Ben is just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Energizer bunny. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, So Sydney and Ryan took over at convention And Ryan's a big wing shooter, so I'm pretty familiar with his platform and what he does. But I unfortunately didn't get to meet Sydney there, but I've heard of her just, you know, I mean, our women's club is kind of small. So if you have a big platform, you usually end up on somebody's Instagram when you're scrolling. Mm -hmm. And he asked her if she had, like, what's her experience in being in the outdoors as a female? And she's hunted like worldwide, right? And she's in her early 20s. I can't imagine... Her having to deal with any negativity, especially just because of who her dad is. How could anybody kind of doubt her skills? And I love the fact that she said, you know, she hasn't had any issues. Um, And you know that I've never really targeted the female industry. I did a little bit before COVID. When COVID happened, everything that I ever wanted to do got changed. All of it. You know, and so that's when I started bird dogging again because nobody stopped for covid you know doing that and it was a bucketless thing for me and so I took that break of where the big groups weren't getting promoted um you know the lodges were closed for a while and things like that so the the clinics and hunting um events that I was hosting kind of shut down right. but I think all these to, like all the talk about Women coming in the outdoors and the issues of it. The last thing that I really had to deal with is issues from men, whether it's the judgment or what is this called, man teaching, or what is what is that slang? That I don't even what is it, mansplaining. Right? Is that the word? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like, I have not had these experiences, and and I've hunted all over the country with random places. A lot of times, showing up when I didn't know anybody. And so it's hard for me to put myself in the shoes of somebody who's constantly having those types of issues, because I would have never have learned what I know. I would have never had the opportunities um, because my husband didn't get me into bird hunting and neither did my dad. It was really much like strangers that I met through hunting organizations that said, wow, this chick's serious. She wants to learn something. She's got her own dogs. She shows up with her own truck and trailer, and she can shoot. And we're going to teach her something. Mm-hmm. And so I've had completely the opposite. And so when when women want to get on these man bashing things, I'm like, "Hold, oh, pump your brakes," because that is not my experience at all. So like, there's got to be an explanation, you know. And I don't know if it's because um, I just never had like a real big insecurity. I was just so hungry to learn that I, my approach was different or whatever, but we've talked about this, you and I a lot behind the scenes and I don't know. I'm I'm right there with you. I don't get it either.
0: You know, my, um, my hunting stories, probably more similar to yours in that I grew up the oldest of five girls. So my dad never thought to say, Hey, I need to teach all my kids how to go hunting. Um, and it wasn't until I was a teenager where I was like, dad, I really want to try this. Like, can we go do this? He's like, yeah, I guess. And then, of course, I loved it. And, you know, here we are today. But I mean, along the way, and because there are so many guys, they say, oh, wow, there's a young girl who's interested in this. Like, let me teach her or let me see what she wants to know. It's never been like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Let me show you how. It's, hey, do you, do you know how to do this? Do you want help? Do you need help? If you don't, like, I'm here if you want it. But it's never been like a oh, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's just a girl. She can't shoot. Like, I don't get that. And it's, it's never, I mean, you don't even like the people you meet hunting are the best, the best people ever. You know I
1: agree. And they my know. thing is, is I'm like, have I met jerks on the road? Of course I have, but I've never thought it was personal. I've never said, they're treating me like that because I'm a girl. I've always been like, they're just a jerk. You know, like that's who they are, (laughs) no matter who I was, you know, that they would have treated anybody that way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm sure that there are men out there that are judgmental towards women in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. However, I think they are far and few between and You know, I'm just so grateful for where I am that when I hear some man bashing, which I didn't kind of finish this after I listened to that podcast, I started another one and it was kind of a man bashing podcast and, and it was about like men in the wing shooting world. And I'm like, oh, heck to the no, like I'm going to stand up for them because I'm so grateful for what they did for me and my kids, you know, both of my girls have had so many open opportunities because. Of people that we have met through these hunting organizations, and so that's probably going to be my soapbox for a long time. So as long as people want to like bash the men that that they are judgmental and not helpful, like I'm going to be there getting their back. You should be. I mean, you know,
0: we'll all be working for J.C. and Tater someday. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, I don't know about that. However, <laughs> in saying that, you know. I guess I get really defensive because typically I've always been the only female when I've shown up and stuff. And yeah, women are the fastest growing demographic, but there's still not a lot of us. Mm -hmm. So we got together and we're talking about ways that I can um, advertise and help and encourage with the wing shooting world with women, uh, with this whole new movement of women go hunting and I tell you what, I was so pumped at that mix and mingle. Good. Because, I mean, we had some great events. There was something going on every single second of the day from nine o'clock in the morning until three o'clock in the morning, every yep. single day of, of SCI convention. And the energy was up to here, every single one of every them. <laughs> but that ladies mix and mingle was my favorite thing that we did. Wow. Yeah, and nice. I'll tell you why and I've told you this on the phone, but Mary Cabela mm-hmm. was was over there with Miss Audrey. And we were sitting there, with, me and JC were talking to them. And JC was like, I want to hear just about your hunting journey and stuff. And Miss Mary just said, you know what, the, this is what I can think. My hunting journey has just been a labor of love. Mm-hmm. And it hit me like a ton of bricks because I'm like, all the things that she's done, she wasn't surrounded by women. She didn't get to plan these ladies hunts and all this stuff. Like she literally just looked at it as her life. And and it resonated with JC and I so much. I was like, this is a group of ladies that I can get behind. And I just want to commit to this cause because that event probably had the cream of the crop of women in the outdoors in that room. I couldn't believe how many ladies showed up. You guys just knocked it out of the park of bringing the heart of the hunter Mm -hmm. together.
0: That's exactly what it was. That's a, that's an awesome way to say it. And that room had like, like you said, the coolest people in there. I mean, some of them started hunting, you know, with their dad when they were really little, some of them married into it. And you know, like Denise Walker, who is in charge of the women go hunting this year. She said, you know, I had four boys and if I wanted to hang out with my husband and boys, I had to start hunting. So she did. And, um, now she's a Diana, which is our award for SCI's award for women. And, um, you know, is leading this initiative now, which she never thought would be something that, you know, would take off the way it did. I mean, we had hundreds of ladies there who Mm -hmm. took time at SCI and, you know, quit all the, you know, going to the floor and seeing the cool exhibits and talking to everyone and booking hunts, but came and just shared their experiences and connected. And, you know, we had the program where ladies submitted their stories and we shared their photos and we did all that. Um, And so at convention is where it just all came together. And you're right. The energy in there was unmatched. I think it was just the first time that this had been done and women loved it. And you know, it was, it went so well where it's an annual thing now, you know,
1: every single year, we can't not do it. That's the only thing that's going to get me to the floor at nine o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) right? Oh my gosh. Like Nashville is going to be special. And, um, and I'm glad we get to do that for two more years. So if you, if you're interested in coming to convention, like start booking rooms now, because it is so popular, like everybody there, all over Nashville as a hunter. And it was so funny. Okay. So this was the coolest thing that happened. The first time I was there, I got there on Wednesday and I sat, I went to the banquet Mm -hmm. and I sat with Georgia SCI group. No, 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 I didn't. I was, uh, well, a lot of Georgia SCI people. Well, all of a sudden I get recruited and the banquet wasn't over. It was like, Okay, we have the ambassador of Tanzania, Miss Elsie. She's the cutest little thing. They're like, she's never been to a honky tonk before. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so there. Like, we have to baptize her in the South, right? So (laughs) and I'm not one that hangs out on Broadway ever in Nashville, but I didn't want to miss it, you know, and she's such a little spitfire. Mm -hmm. So we all went to Tootsie's. We were having the time of our life. We get to the second floor. Well, there's Ben. And then there's all these guys like dressing button downs and cowboy hats. And I'm thinking they're with Ben. They're a part of Ben's friends. They look just like us. They got to be with the hunting group, right? So they had some extra tape um, chairs open at their table. And Ben was kind of standing in front. So I thought, oh, so I was like, hey, guys. And I just like started chatting it up with them because a group of us came in um, Mm -hmm. to get Miss Elsie out there. And they had no idea who we were like, I mean, they were with SCI and they had a booth at convention, but they were not with Ben. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I did this, but we had so much fun with them. We probably hung out there for an hour and talked to them. They have a deer hunting lodge in Missouri. And I talked to them every day that I was walking the floor and I'm just made friends. Like, I'm like, probably not going to come to your lodge and and chase whitetails. But if I Mm -hmm. hear somebody like you're the first recommendation on the list, you know? So, and that's the way it works, the entire convention. Well,
0: and that goes back to what we said, you know, you meet the best people hunting and in what other scenario do you take the ambassador from Tanzania to a (laughs) honky tonk to dance with white tail hunters from Missouri? I mean, that is what SCI
1: is about <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what happened so then it on the way over there we're like okay so you know what kind of hunting do you do because I would love to do wing shooting like go wing shooting in South Africa and and experience that because of a outfitter that I met through SCI who's also been on the podcast mm-hmm. um so we were just talking about that and she's not a shooter hunter I'm like oh we're gonna fix that like if you have any interest at all we're going to fix it. So this summer we'll have a really fun shooting event up there Easy. in DC. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, when she comes back next year, at convention, like, it'll be a whole new experience for her because she won't just be an observer. She'll be a participant. Right. Absolutely. Okay. And let's talk about that because as a wing shooter, I didn't know about SCI until I was, um, preaching you know protecting our second amendment and hunting rights and all that, that was a huge part of my mission in the beginning and Trevor Santos was like why aren't you part of SCI I'm like I don't even know what that is and there is a um judgment that it's for African safari big game all that stuff but there's so many wing shooters all the the top shotgun brands everybody's at convention um so I just, I want to make sure the not just women, but all wing shooters know that this is a place for you.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's how a lot of people get started is wing shooting. And for people like you, and I mean, I love it too. It's becomes a lifelong passion, but a lot of the time too, people come to SCI and they say, well, I can go wing shooting in South Africa and book with the best outfitter there. Or, you know, maybe I do want to try out you know, some random, maybe I want to go shoot a walrus in Canada. You know, SCI has all these options available because like I said, we're first for hunters and that means all hunters, but it's not one group over the other, or to be part of it, you have to go get the big five in Africa. No, that's not what it's about at all. It's about the community and it's about the, you know, camaraderie. And I mean, it, It really does kind of become like a family and we all share this passion and we all share it in a different way, but it's the same passion at the end of the day. And so the way that I kind of think about it is like, you know, I'm, you know, in my twenties, I'm starting my career in the hunting industry, which is fantastic. Um, I'm very fortunate to do that, but I'm not going to be going to kill an elephant (laughs) anytime soon. You know what I mean? But SCI is a place where I can say, wow, this person did that and that's really cool. Like that's a goal that I want to set for myself someday. Or how you know, learn about how doing something like that contributes to conservation and being a part of that without actually having to go and do all that before you're into the club. No, the club is for everyone who yeah. loves in conservation.
1: That is so good. I totally agree. And it was so overwhelming for me that my first year because I had no idea how many wing shooters were involved mm-hmm. because our Georgia SCI chapter, we all bird hunt and we all bird hunt together and we do our tower shoot. Like we're all genuine friends that stay in touch with each other. So was like, is that going to resonate on a national level? Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Oh my gosh. It yes. It's just crazy how you make, it's not even a national level. It's a worldwide level. Once you walk up and down those aisles and You just start conversation because somebody's booth strikes your interest, whether it's a a soon goal or it's like a future goal, you know, like you've met the person, you've got the contact and then you just end up staying in touch with everybody because everybody's already counting down for next year. Right. Oh yeah. We're already planning. I thought I'd get a break at work, but (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be so hard to top this year. Well, it'll be bigger and better.
0: But um I mean, yeah, it's like even even within wing shooting, you know, some people go what they love to do is go to Spain and stay at a castle and and do all that, you know, are you not going to be a part of wing shooting in your backyard because you don't want to go to Spain ever? No. So don't right, right. say I'm not going to be a part of SCI because I don't want to go to Africa. Well, that has nothing to
1: do with it. You know,
0: mm-hmm. we that's part of who we are. It's not all of who we are.
1: Oh, there's lodges everywhere. There's lodges that are represented here in the States. And there's a lot of people that say, man, I kind of wish that they would separate it into categories throughout the floor. But I am really glad that you don't because you would you would tend to just gravitate of why you came instead of intermingling with everybody because there's there's things there that you couldn't dream up. Right. You know, there's oh. opportunities there that you just can't dream up or there's beautiful boots there that you just don't want to miss. Like it's an experience within itself. Right. Just walking. So, yeah. And so um, I just love getting lost.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I even brought my grandma this year and yeah. I said, I said I'm, I'm working, but you go have fun. And next thing I know, she's posting on Facebook, you know, trying on furs at the SCI show. <laughs> like it for you. <laughs> so there yeah. is genuinely something for everyone, every age, every hunting ability. Mm-hmm. Um and my grandma, she's never hunted, but she raised a hunter and now she has grandchildren who hunt and that's how she's involved. And she loved it. She had the best
1: time ever. <laughs> oh yeah, and what's so crazy is we've worked trade shows of all kinds, right, across the country. But I feel like you never know who's going to be walking up and down the aisles at SCI. Like it's almost like the best people watching because Mm -hmm. there are celebrities, not just hunting celebrities. There are all types of people, politicians, governors, you know, all types of people that are going to be there because this is the one thing that brings us all together. Yes, absolutely. It's powerful. Like it's super powerful to look back. Um, and think about all this, the little elements that made this such an amazing experience. And it's because of putting so many like-minded people with the same mission in one room. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we're so glad you, you enjoyed it. I mean, we had a blast, but it's awesome to hear all the support. Like people are like, we have to do it again next year. And we are. So
1: yeah, yeah, we definitely. Um, So I don't even know where the women in hunting, like what does that look like? What does the the future of this mission look like within SEI?
0: Yeah. So this year, or last year's theme was obviously our 50th anniversary. So a big milestone for us. And in, within that we say, okay, so what's next? What are the next 50 years? And, you know, our board and our leadership decided that, Part of that is, or a huge part of that is women. And so we decided to focus on, or the theme was called Women Go Hunting, focusing on women, sharing their stories um, because women are the fastest growing demographic in the hunting community. And historically women have always been a part of the hunting community. And, you know, most of the women involved in SCI are phenomenal hunters, Um, but some of them are like my grandmother who are supporting, Mm -hmm. or some of them are just involved in so many different ways. And so it's, you know, that whole, we tried to focus on the whole picture um, and say, what is women go hunting for SCI? And through all the stories that were submitted, at every level, every age, every background, people all over the world. Um, and they showed up to convention and we all got together in this group. And, um, you know, I think it was bigger than anyone thought it was. And, you know, the reception was phenomenal. And so what we're saying now is, okay, what is the future of hunting? Well, women are, you know, it's not, we celebrate them once and then they're done. <laughs> you no, know, they're always going to be part of the future. And so um, this was kind of like a, focus on it, make it the headline so that it has a place to stay. Um, You introduce it and it doesn't go away. It's forever a part of it. So next year, like I said, we're still having the mix and mingle. It's going to be an annual event where women come and meet their friends and say, make a plan for next year, book their hunts or all that. And then um, we're still sharing the stories. We're still including women in such an important way that, you know it's not saying well they're special because they're women no they're just a part of our community and we haven't featured them like we should before so i think you know it's only going to continue to grow it's not going to be the designated theme of convention again but you know it's it's certainly not going away
1: well i honestly think the force that it created this last year is going to carry out and probably tag team mm-hmm. whatever themes you guys choose from here on out because I I told you this on the, on the phone too. It was the funniest thing going into the restroom. And then, and you would have all these cute old ladies. Then they have traveled all over the country and they have their fur coats hanging over the bathroom door. And they're all like, man, we love being in Nashville because we don't gamble anyways. Like we just love being here and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I hope I'm as cool as they are when I'm their age. You know, it, it lit a fire under me to say, okay, I didn't really conquer. I mean, I did some new hunting this year. I took some new species, but it wasn't what I had planned to do. I'm like, I can't ever waste another season. And it was a transition season of me, you know, rebranding myself and targeting women in the outdoors and getting back to hosting my ladies clinics and hosting my ladies hunts, because it is important. We do have those numbers. And I didn't feel like I was serving our community to the best of my ability now that I'm not tournament hunting anymore. And so I was like, okay, the timing of this is perfect, but it was a huge wake-up call for me uh, seeing how you guys showcased women in the outdoors and the ladies that were there. Mm -hmm. I would love to hunt with all them. Oh, any day. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) totally. And so, I mean, just when the Dianas came in, and they were all introducing themselves and sharing a little bit about their story. That should have been a video for us to save and cherish for forever, because those women were hilarious. And there was so much wisdom and how they just brought it like right on the spot. And someone I'm like, I would love to go to hunt camp for four or five days with these ladies. I would leave so much wiser mm-hmm. with a broader spectrum of the world and just sharing their own experiences that they've had like four or five times the, the years that I have, Mm -hmm. we just don't get enough time with them. Right. And you look at them and they're all gorgeous and put together
0: and you just look like regular ladies. And then you listen to them. You're like, you did what?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. Um, and And they think it's normal. It's like, yeah, this is what you do on a Wednesday. Okay. (laughs) Um, but I think it was cool because, you know, it wasn't like, oh,
0: let's, um, you know, let's have the space for women that's separate and keep it that way the whole time. It was, no, this is part of the whole convention, but then we have one event that is women only that does give women that space to connect without anything else going on. I mean, it was just a meeting room that we, we just mingled
1: and just mingle and it didn't need any fancy, anything. I was able to bring JC with me was the, it was really the only thing we did together the entire Mm -hmm. uh, week weekend. And it was so, it was so special for me to have her there. And we shared in this because she loves everything that SCI is doing. And she's like a permanent volunteer for forever. I know. Um, Unless she weasels her way as to your assistant or some, some type of (laughs) of (laughs) position in DC. Um, But I'm so glad that she got to hear their words because she's not like Taterbug. She's not the hardcore hunter. And um, this was another big eye-opener about the differences in my situation. Like she's never been mistreated by men in the outdoors. However, I didn't realize the insecurities that she had, right? So last year at, at convention, the um, Blood Origins team, did a lot of videos of, of the ladies and mm-hmm. we just talked about whatever questions Robbie asked us. So JC's video launched an advertisement for this year for women go hunting. Yeah. And I'll never forget watching it. Cause I sat there when she recorded it and it just didn't hit me the same as mm-hmm. when I watched it almost a year later on my phone. And she talked about creating a more welcoming, maybe even lowering expectations or, um, creating a culture that doesn't really have expectations to get women in the outdoors. And then the things that they consider, um, I guess holding them back, which was not like never would have been on my list, the things that she mentioned. And I was like, how does she even think like that? When I raised her, (laughs) you know, and I, and it made me feel like, what did I miss in the field with her when she was younger, where she had a personal insecurity and she probably didn't mention it because she knew, or she may have thought that I wouldn't have understood, you know, or something like that. And so it made me think, oh my gosh, like, how did I fail her as a mom, you know, hunting? I mean, she hunts everywhere and she never even makes time to hunt with me. She hunts all the boys, but (laughs) obviously she can hold her own. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that in her heart, she doesn't doubt herself at times or, you know, and I have, she opened my eyes for me to be more conscientious and make that um, a priority to recognize that might exist in other people because just because I didn't care what I looked like, I didn't Mm -hmm. care if I wore the right clothes. Um, I just cared, okay, can I shoot my gun? Can I work my gun? That's what I care about. Right. And she's like, if Amber's not sending me clothes from head to toe and I don't look the part, I don't even feel like I can show up. And there's a lot of women that feel that way. And that was just never, it was never a a thought for me. Right. It's just different perspectives. Yeah. So I'm really glad that they showcased that because it taught me a lot that I needed to slow down. Mm -hmm. And then being in that room and hearing all these other ladies stories and seeing that you can be feminine with your pearls and Right. And I mean, you know, and still go out because I wear a hoodie and like Dickie's pants every day. Like right. I don't to worry about it. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was a lot, it was really, really good because there were so many different personalities there. Mm-hmm. Nobody in that room was exactly like someone else. right Oh, this was crazy. Cool. So Lori Joseph, um, She's a poet, but she is married to one of the the, the guys that um, he's VP of marketing for Benelli. I think don't quote really? me on his title, but she was with me there mm-hmm. and we were just going on introducing ourselves to people because that is that event is where you go meet all the women. Right. So um, we're like, okay, we, there are these two women standing kind of off to the side with blink cloak coats on, like custom leather coats with all these rhinestones. And I'm like, okay, JC was a horse show girl. I can spot those girls from a mile away. I was like, those are horse girls. So we went over there and they were our age, you know, and lo and behold, they have a custom clothing shop and they're in these, this leather with the rhinestones and the fringe, like straight Nashville, like best Nashville, like best dressed. Dang, I wish I would have met them. I know. Well, and then they knew Trent that makes all my hats and everything. We had all this stuff in common. I don't even know if we ever even talked about hunting because we just had life in common, you know? And so that's what I'm saying. Like there was, there was women of all types there, but everybody could connect.
0: Yep. And we all share a lifestyle and that's what Denise really focused on. She's like, it's not, you know, it's not really a hobby, for most people at SCI, it's it's just a part of your life, and for women, that you know that usually includes like a big part of your family, which is awesome. I mean, you've got your two wonderful girls. You know, I've got my fiance; he's my hunting buddy for the rest of my life. Like for women, it's about their husbands and their sons and their daughters, and you know, it really is just your lifestyle, and that's what we we're celebrating. And there's so many different
1: ways that that lifestyle happens which is oh awesome. my gosh you're right there was great grandmothers in that room to young single moms and everybody in there was like how like how can we help you or maybe we can meet on the you know during hunting season if we're in the same place and there was the you just I don't know you just met a whole new group of friends right yeah we exactly. were were we even there two hours I don't even know it, it seemed to just fly by it
0: needs to be longer next year or I mean even um Audrey, who won the award. I mean, gosh, I was crying and I don't even know her. <laughs> oh, She,
1: no, was, she was telling JC, she was like, okay, this JC like asked her, how did you get started? Okay. Mm-hmm. First of all, she's the oldest Diana living. Wow. How old was she? 80. She was in her eighties.
0: She's in her nineties.
1: 90. Is she 91? 93. 93? Yeah. 93? Okay. I couldn't remember. I thought it was 87, but could be 93. We just know she's up there and this lady is a rock star. She okay. she was dressed to the nines. And so she tells JC that she didn't start hunting until she was 50. I know. Incredible. And and she it was kind of like a dare because they were out on a safari with her husband and she had been target practicing back at the lodge and their PH said the um that the community needed meat. Mm. And so I don't know if it was a cow or I don't even know, like all the terminology of all their animals out there, but it was not a trophy that someone would have paid to come for. Right. Mm -hmm. So they said, would you like to take this animal to um, just to feed the community? And so she said, yes. So she shot her first animal with one intention to supply a community with a meal. It's amazing. She said she shot eight more animals the rest of the week (laughs) and she just laughed and I'm like that one thing changed her mind because it came with a purpose Mm -hmm. yes yeah and she got it and her quote at the end I'm not done yet oh yes (laughs) amazing (laughs) I know and it was one conversation like that over and over and over it was awesome it was so awesome. We could talk about it for hours. <laughs> it was great because I don't even think Elsie was there. No, she I wasn't. Didn't see her. So okay. So we have our work cut out for us next year. We may need cards so I can just pass them out because I was trying to text everybody. My phone was like, "Meet at this room at nine right. o'clock." Um, but yeah. So we we've got to do, too, do that
0: next year. More cards, bigger room, more people, and it
1: was the first year. It was literally spread by word Mm -hmm. pretty much and there was what 200 women there at least yeah it was it was awesome at nine o'clock in the morning I know on Saturday the tail end of convention (laughs) it was that much fun well Well, let's talk about the social media thing in hunting like what because you guys are dealing with all the bad sides I mean you guys do get to see the reward of a lot of things but you put out fires all day, mm-hmm. right? And I lost my account. I got hacked and targeted. I've been targeted on Facebook, and now I've been targeted on Instagram. And I may not get my account back. Um, you know, it's something that I've just had to face. But I'm not the only one. Once it happened to me, I couldn't. I couldn't believe how many people were getting targeted within the industry. Um, so, like, what should we do? We've got to build a a, a community. Mm-hmm. where, um, we don't lose each other. Right. Um, I mean, first of all,
0: come to convention sit, <laughs> meet everyone there, keep in touch with them. And I mean, the other huge part is local SCI chapters and, you know, other local organization hunting organizations. It is just, they're phenomenal. They all do great work, charity work, bringing new hunters in, bringing young, young hunters in bringing women hunters in, um, and like you're saying, the Georgia chapter does all the just big, you know, community oh, building events.
1: Yeah, we do. Awesome. We we're kind of a cult down here, <laughs> and we won we won the cult award. I call it we the cult did. award um, for most most <laughs> members attending convention, and we were all in there like as a pack. <laughs> it's so much fun um, um i'm
0: in virginia you know, but i might join your chapter
1: okay yeah come on down i mean like last weekend we were all at broom sedge at a tower shoot it was like okay we haven't seen each other in three weeks let's go right um, but we do really big things and and trevor spearheading some really cool ideas of chapters all across the state mm-hmm. where We'll, we'll carp like we'll tailgate to all the banquets and we do a learn to shoot event where we do shotgun and rifle and then there's a mentored hunt it's not just for youth it's for adults too so anyone that wants to get into hunting um anybody can be a member of the georgia chapter just like you from virginia so if you know you're listening to this and you're anywhere close and you want to get involved if your state doesn't offer these things then we we definitely welcome you to come um we have multiple banquets throughout the year. Um, Athens is is really our biggest one, and it's so much fun. Even guys from nationals come.
0: Oh they come yeah, the
1: big office. Yeah, it's so, so we're really proud. But Louisiana's—they're rocking. They've got a rocking a CI chapter. But let's face it, everybody is jealous of West Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe the pictures of their, um, their banquet. It looks uh-huh. like the entire town showed up. Right? It was <laughs> it huge. Looked, it looked like regular convention. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's spots all across the country to get plugged in with, um, with our local chapters. And I'm sure everybody does really cool things individually. I'm just not familiar with them all.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's even a great spot to just come and learn and check it out. Um, my sister- who doesn't hunt at all, has no interest in it, is coming to an SCI banquet because her friend invited her. And I bet she's going to love it (laughs) after that
1: and want to get involved. And so depending on when your convention is, it's the best time to do Christmas shopping because the silent auction Mm -hmm. That table is full of amazing things. Oh yeah. For everyone. And yeah, you
0: you know, the cool brands and, and it's awesome because they're all donated from all the sponsors who are phenomenal and it's the coolest stuff. It's the coolest gear, but then you've got some stuff for, you know, the sisters who got dragged into it, <laughs> who aren't actually <laughs> interested, but I mean, it, there's literally something for everyone. And if you are the biggest hunter ever, it's a perfect spot for you. If you're
1: interested in it, it's the perfect
0: spot for you. If I mean, you
1: love the, if you just love wildlife and the outdoors, mm-hmm. nobody fights harder for you to keep that the way that it is and make it better than SCI. Yeah. Yeah, even though you're not known for like quell ground or making creating pheasant ground or this stuff, I know if I didn't have you guys, it wouldn't matter if I had the ground.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's it's, that's a really great way to put it. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So when, when Trevor introduced me to SCI, I was like, oh my gosh. And then is the coolest people ever. Like we, we plan our entire year around those events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. worth it. For real. And so- after this year and seeing how many wing shooters are there. Because, like you said, even the even the big game hunters that are going to Africa typically squeeze in some wing shooting when they're there. It's that's just perfect. so cool. It's so different. The landscape is just amazing. Species that we don't have, different kind of dogs, like everything is just a cool new experience. Um so that's gonna be my mission. What now? Take a trip together, wing shooting trip to Africa. Oh my gosh, we got to! I already told Tim. He I went. I sent him the list, right? Which of course he helped create mm-hmm. the world book list yep. for for South Africa. And he, Tim Van Heerden he he has his own podcast. He talks all about it. It was like I don't know. It's in the first ten of the All American Wing Shooting podcast. If you're looking for, it. I'm not sure the episode. So he says you can complete that list in three trips of seven days a piece, or you can just go stay there for a month. I don't, well, I don't know about that because I don't know about the timing of the year of when you can get each species, but he told me it would take three trips of seven days with no, like no real bad luck. Right. And then he actually rated each species of the difficulty. Oh, wow. For me and sent that to me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks so doable. <laughs> yeah. He made it seem doable. So I'm like, oh, I was tempted, but now I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm already moving towards how to make this happen. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So for me,
1: I haven't, I haven't conquered everything I want to conquer in the States. Like I still feel like that list is so huge. What's next on your list for that? Mm, okay. I don't really get to plan my season based on that list. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> um let me think what would be I actually get to go to Canada this year oh awesome so yeah that'll be a first for me I've not I've not hunted out of the country wow that'll be really cool. I've never done that but everyone who goes just loves it I know and so I was actually podcasting earlier this week with um this is somebody we got to get to convention Todd Kellum he's he's vice president at UKC because there's so much opportunity for dog people there and we haven't even tapped into the dog people at at convention you know like we need to triple our space Mm -hmm. um but he was talking about how you know wing shooters get involved in hunting through wing shooting but he is king of working dog sports that's his job you know he's been doing it for 25 years or so Mm -hmm. and I was like am I the only person that started wing shooting because of a tournament? Like I didn't hunt first. I started because of a game. I love my dog and the person that got me into dogs, that's what he did. And he did hunt, but I was not good enough to be like <laughs> taking real hunting. I-, I had a learning curve for a while. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, that's like a total different perspective of saying like, how awesome would that be to start hunting with all these experiences that we see? I don't have that story. I started in a 10 acre field and planted birds and I just didn't know where they were. It was like Easter egg hunting with right. a shotgun, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's what it was like. And it was wild and crazy, but yeah, it was just, it, it provides so much opportunity. Absolutely. So much more
0: for people who come to SCI, and so much more for SCI as an organization to do. So
1: stay it fits there. in every, I guess, aspect. That's what I'm saying. Like every aspect of hunting, it really does fit in there, and it's all meshed together. Yep, and that's just hard to get people to understand. It's like we talk about how special it is, and I'm sure people get sick of hearing about it. But I'm like, no, for real, it's <laughs> special. Yeah. yeah, I don't know convention was fun but SCI as a whole there's not one event that I've ever been to across the country that I said you know we should have been doing something else Mm -hmm. not one time and we started actually this year um hunting what hunting specs with Laird and then I got to hunt with Laird again in Mississippi at Prey Wildlife and so and then I'm hunting turkeys with him this year too and so it's just it's I appreciate those times where we get that mentorship.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, I mean, yeah, it's it's not like, you know, SCI has the board who cares about hunting and then, you know, people who work there don't. No, we all care about this. We all do it. We all, you know, love it. And, you know, that's awesome. You get to go hunt with Laird. <laughs> but um, I mean, and then we also have like, you're, you're part of the part of the SCI framework. We have our influencers and ambassadors who share that message in different ways, you know, so you share it through your platforms and through your part of the lifestyle and how you like to do it. And it's, you know, it's really neat that we have, I guess, more of like the public facing people who can show, like, just look at our list of influencers we
1: have it's we're all different and we all do different. it differently yeah
0: no one does it the same or even goes after this you know same species in the same part of the country It's all different which is awesome
1: it really is an eclectic group mm-hmm. Hmm. well okay so talk about membership i joined the life membership and i don't know if it's always going to happen but For all you SCI members, there is a secret and you should prepare for this on Black Friday. Typically there's a special on lifetime memberships. And that is when I joined the first time that they launched that. And it was such a good idea Um, because for the hunter in your life, I don't know if there is a better gift that you could ever give them, especially Mm -hmm. at that discount, um, so that is on Black Friday, go on and start saving up for your favorite hunter for their lifetime membership with SEI. Um, it's just, it it is a cool club that I like to brag about. Yep, absolutely. So there's the national membership
0: and then the chapter memberships, which are just as fun and just as important to be involved in. But you don't have to do both, but it's it's good to be, It's it's fun being part of both for sure. And rewarding.
1: So what else is going on in the office? You are out of the office in DC and I know there's another office out in Arizona.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so like you said, out of the office in DC. So I'm on Ben's team, the advocacy team, which um, is kind of why convention is so important because convention funds are advocacy mission. And so, like I said at the beginning, no matter what where or how you hunt sci defends your freedom to do it um you know everywhere and we're kind of the tip of the spear when it comes to attacks on hunting and you know a lot of people will say um you know i'm i hunt white tail in nebraska why should i care about sci well the the biggest issues facing the hunting community a lot of the times they don't even start in the united states they you know right now today there was a vote on in the uk to ban trophies of um certain and trophy imports of certain animals um and while that might say oh well that has nothing to do with me okay well immediately what happens is now new york has that same type of bill in new york and it's past the past one of the chambers just this week and so okay so what if that goes through in new york then what happens when does that come to nebraska or when does that come to georgia when does that come to these areas where you say oh that doesn't have anything to do with me i mean same thing in australia right now they're in duck hunting yes whoever thought people would come for the duck hunters i don't think anyone did but it's very real they come for the africa you know lion hunters and you say that has nothing to do with me and the next thing you know it does and so
1: what about when canada was banning our average duck gun
0: hunting yes hunting shotguns yes they say we're not taking your guns
1: and we're definitely not taking your hunting rifles and then they do (laughs) right you know then pennsylvania had the issue with hunting on sunday and um you know there's multiple states out west that was going to ban hunting with hounds Mm -hmm. It hits us all. And so here's the thing. It happens and mainstream society has no idea it's even going on. So if you're not following SCI on social media or part of their email blast, Mm -hmm. that's where you should start getting your news. (laughs) And I look forward to those emails to catch me up because there's no way to hear about it by turning your TV on. Right. And, you know, we, we've got
0: state people, we've got a litigation team we've got. um, So I do communications. We've got communications team. We've got federal people. We've got international people. So we have people in every piece of this puzzle. And I mean, the the emails we put out include all of that. And so it's, you know, really important, like definitely go to the SCI website, sign up for those. Um, Like you said, get your news there because, you, you know, you don't want to wake up one day and they're trying to take away away whitetail hunting. You know, none of us want that. And so um, we also have our hunter advocacy action center. We call it the hack. Um, and we send out litigate or not litigation, we send out legislative alerts. So this bill's up for a vote. Contact your legislators. And oh, is- I haven't shared that in a long time. That's a text. Um, it's it's online, so it's it's a link. Oh but- I-
1: what was what was the text
0: one that we could um I'll have to get that to you
1: yeah I think that's a really good I shared it before (laughs) and it really
0: does make a difference I mean um in some real time right and you say well you know are they ever going to listen to my voice maybe they will maybe they won't but We get thousands of letters sent and all of a sudden, if someone's getting thousands of letters, they're going to start to pay attention and they do. And it's worked on so many issues that, you know, most people are lucky enough not to ever have to hear about, you know, I think is a good way to say it.
1: So maybe a big um, failure of us members that already love what SCI does. We appreciate everything SCI does but we may be failing you guys with support. So what type of support should we as members be giving you that we don't know about?
0: Well, I think just what I was just saying. I mean, like we've got you and we've got so many rockstar members who keep up with everything, but even our best advocates still, I mean, there's so much going on. There's so much to keep up with. Um, and really that is the best way to, to keep up with everything that's going on that is that hack um because that is like you know don't freak out and then there's nothing you can do about it it's this is a real issue it's going on and there's something you can do about it which is so important because i think a lot of the hunting community um doesn't because they they don't think it's people will come for them but sci members are probably the most active advocates for hunting freedoms, which is awesome. Um, and probably a big reason why they're a part of SCI in the first place. So, um, you know, if you are a member, if you're not a member, become a member. And if you are a member, definitely keep up with those action items because it is so important. Um, and you know, we, we do a lot in the DC office, but we can't do everything. And we certainly can't do it without everyone's help on it.
1: Well, good. That's good. Then we just need to respond to the hack alerts, huh? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, this is awesome. I feel Coming like out we're out <laughs> I know. I feel bad that I got on my soapbox, but no, there's it's so important. much good to come out of it. And I guess with this transition, you know, with um, there there is change happening. That it's just part of it. It's part of the journey. Yep.
0: Well, you're doing great work and we really appreciate everything you're doing.
1: Well, I love it. I love working with you guys. All of you guys, like we consider you guys family, friends, always. And yep. I hope we you get always. to join us at hunt camp this year. I know we need to set something up. <laughs> okay. Whether it's duck camp or I'm I'm going after pheasants this year. Good for you. I missed that last year. So that's something that we'll add that to the list. I mean, I am going to Canada. I'm super excited about it. But if I drive... I'll be making some stops. You should. Yeah. I'll tag along. Okay. (laughs) If you just fly in somewhere, I'll pick you up. (laughs) Deal. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Claire, for coming on this episode about all about SCI on the All American Wing Shooting Podcast.
0: Grandma's in the kitchen.
1: Papa. He said, some you don't understand, my first rifle was a .243,
0: that Papa gave Daddy and Daddy gave to me.